to be in the presence of the Lord this morning. This morning we have a guest who's going to bring God's word, Pastor Jerry Thomas. He has been serving the Lord as an ICP of staff worker in India and in the Gulf regions in the United Arab Emirates and currently is serving as the youth pastor of Kerala Christian Assembly in Toronto, Canada. And we are delighted that he's here among our midst this morning. He's going to bring God's word. So shall we sit in the presence of the Lord with a prayerful attitude that the Lord may speak into our lives and we may receive what God has in store for us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. What a joy to be in God's presence. I really want to thank the worship team for lifting our hearts to praise the name of Jesus. He is in this place and he is wonderful. He is exciting. Oh, what a joy to be called as his children. May the name of the Lord be lifted up this morning. Hallelujah. I want to bring greetings to all the brothers and sisters and children and young people and families. And thank you for this opportunity for me to be here from, to share from God's word and to worship the Lord together with you. I really want to bring special greetings to Pastor Finney Samuel and family, Pastor James Abraham, Pastor Raju Joseph and family, um, special congratulations to Benson and Chrisanne and the family members and friends from different parts of the world. Thank you for joining with us this morning to praise the name of Jesus. I consider it as a double honor and joy to be with you, uh, praising the name of Jesus. This is my first visit to America and this is my first Sunday service here in the U.S. and uh, thank you for the opportunity to come and be with you and uh, share God's word with you. Uh, we also have a team from um, Kerala Christian Assembly. We want to bring greetings from uh, KCA Toronto. Um, we also have our secretary, Brother Jacob Thomas, and many other family members. Um, what a joy to join with you this morning. May the Lord richly bless each and every one of us. Uh, there are many people I know in this church. Um, um, we are Roy Chen and Lila Mama. Lila Mama is uh, my mom's uh, first cousin. And uh, I know that she had a surgery and uh, praise God for their lives. Um, also praise God for Brother Finney Joshua. I met him a couple of years back. And what a joy to meet his family and be here and worship the Lord together. I know there are a few others. I'm looking forward to meet you after the service and to fellowship together with you. My name, as Pastor said, is Jaren Thomas. And I'm married to uh, Nessie. And we are in Toronto for the last one and a half years, and God is good, and He is faithful. I've been with young people all my life. I've been with the Intercollegiate Prayer Fellowship for 10 years in different um, places. Um, God enabled me to witness many young lives touched and transformed for His glory. And I praise God for the young people in our church. I praise God for their anointing and the vibrancy, and I pray that God would take them uh, to higher heights for His glory. Praise God for praying parents, godly parents, your investments are valuable. Amen. And I pray that through your prayers, through your love, and uh, through your education and exposing them to God's mission, will great reach great heights for 
His glory. I praise God for Pastor Finney. I praise God for his leadership. And um, I'm proud to say that this church is a model church to many churches in North America. And uh, my exposure with you uh, this morning, even yesterday, and, uh, is a great um, enlightenment, enlightenment for me. And we hope uh, to go back and um, um, be a blessing to our church, uh, taking a lot of things from here in this church. And continue to be a blessing for God's name, for his glory. Um, you have um, Pastor James Abraham, Pastor Raju. Uh, they are a huge blessing. Pastor Raju and family, they are here. Um, Benson um, will be a great blessing to this church. Uh, Benson and Chrisanne, I pray that God would uh, uh, use them as a unit for his glory. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what God is going to do through their lives. They need your support and uh, prayers so that the God may use them and keep them at the center of his uh, will. Um, uh, praise God for Pastor Joseph. Uh, Joseph, right? Yes, um, he is my auntie's uh, father-in-law. Um, I just uh, recognized him and praise God for his life. Uh, there might be many others um, whom I'm looking forward to meet. Uh, my native place is uh, Iruveru in Kerala. Um, grew up in Kuwait and uh, other places. Um, God had been faithful and he's wonderful. Uh, this morning, I know as we keep our hearts open for God's word, I pray that God would come and minister to us. He would come and strengthen us. God's word is powerful and it will accomplish its mission. Hallelujah. Um, we are called to be a blessing to the world. We are called to be agents of healing in this broken, wicked world. Um, we are not saved by good works, but we are saved so that we will do good works. The big question is, when we go through pain and brokenness, how are we supposed to bless others? One question that we keep asking in our Christian journey is, uh, God, I'm not healed. I'm not well. I go through pain and fire and storm in my life. How can I be a blessing for others? Maybe there might be some of you sitting here asking the same question. God, what do you want to do with my life? What are you doing with my family? If you are here this morning with questions in your mind, uh, distressed and troubled in your heart, the Spirit of the Lord wants to speak to you. The Spirit of the Lord wants to strengthen you. He wants to tell you, don't lose heart. There is a bigger plan and purpose God has for each one of you. And he will definitely accomplish the mission. There was a man in the New Testament, great man of God. He has written most of the New Testament books. He also went through that struggle. Yes, distressed, asked questions because of the toil and hardship he faced in ministry. And, and then through his experience, what God taught him, he is telling to each one of us and to the Corinthian believers, don't lose heart. I don't know if there is anybody sitting here on the verge of losing heart. God, I'm tired. I've been trying so hard. This is too much. My prayers are not answered. When is my breakthrough going to come? The Spirit of the Lord at the very outset wants to strengthen you, look straight into your eye and tell you, don't lose heart. The game is not over yet. He is in control of your life. He has a big plan for your children. He has a big, big plan for your family. Don't lose heart. Let's turn our attention to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Familiar passage to us. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 1 through 18. But we will read only verse um, um, 7, uh, 7, and also 16. Can somebody help me read verse 7? 
Yes, somebody please help me. Uh, yes, can you read verse 16? Yes, it says, therefore, we do not lose heart. In verse 1 also says, therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. God's word reminds us this morning, don't lose heart. Why is Apostle Paul saying don't lose heart? What does he know about our context? What does he know about our life? Apostle Paul, um, he, he gave his sweat and blood and worked hard, toiled hard to the Corinthian church. But he had oppositions and struggles. He even defends his apostleship and says that it is God who called me out for ministry. Uh, because he did quest, many people did question his uh, authority and credentials. And Apostle Paul is saying, it is God who anointed and gave me this ministry. Therefore, I'm not going to lose heart. In verse 7, we read, this surpassing power is from God and not from us. Verse 7, he says, so what are some of the things that sustains us in our Christian journey? What are some of the things that sustains us to be a blessing in this broken, wicked world? Number one, Apostle Paul says, this surpassing power is from God and not from us. Uh, he says there is this treasure invested in this jar of clay. There was a custom during those days. Perhaps Apostle Paul was looking at the custom and uh, he's bringing that imagery and saying, our body is like this jar of clay and there is something God has invested, something that is precious and valuable that he needs to use for his glory. There was a custom during those days, if a royal guest arrived in a town, he would have a parade. And there were many things that were paraded for people to see and people would sit in the gallery and watch the parade. And one of the things that was paraded was the precious jewels and gold and silver that the royal guest had. And interestingly, this was not stored in a bronze or gold container, but it was stored in an easily broken, cheap jar of clay. So people would look at the jar of clay and they would know, yes, even though the jar of clay is cheap and easily broken and, uh, and not very precious, but there is something inside the jar of clay that is precious and valuable. And people would know that. So Apostle Paul is picking up that illustration, that imagery, and he's saying, our life on earth is like this jar of clay. We all live in this jar of clay that is prone to brokenness, sickness, and uh, issues in life. But there is something that is invested in each one of our lives that is precious that the world cannot take it away. And he says, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. It is the imagery of Grapes being squeezed and grape juice comes out of it. Yes, we are squeezed from direct, different directions with struggles of life. But we are not crushed because there is this power, power of the Holy Spirit, power of God's word that he has invested in us that will sustain us in our Christian journey. Then he says, perplexed but not in despair. Many a times we are confused but never in a hopeless situation. You know what hope is? Hope is like a cork. We all know cork that is used to close a bottle. It's like a cork. You throw the cork into the sea. But this cork has one thing to say. You may toss me from one side to the other side. Your giant waves may throw me in different directions. But you can never contain me in the water. You can never suppress me under the sea because I will always bounce back because my hope is in you. So hope is like a cork. 
Nothing in this world, no struggle, no pain, no affliction, absolutely nothing can actually suppress you or defeat you. Apostle Paul says there are confusing times, perplexing times. You don't know where to turn, but never in a hopeless situation. Then he says persecuted but not abandoned. Yes, we go through different persecutions. Uh, humiliation, ridicule, but never abandoned. We are struck down but not destroyed. It is like the imagery of uh, two people fighting in a ring. Many times we are knocked down but never knocked out of the ring. We might fall many times, but we're going to come back and rise back and move ahead and fulfill the plan God has for each one of us. Yes, struck down but not destroyed because there is this treasure that God has invested in each one of your lives that sustains you, propels you to move forward. There is nothing that can actually defeat you. So that is the first thing that sustains you and I in our Christian journey. What is that? It is the power of God. And power of the Holy Spirit is more than speaking in tongues. I praise God for those of us who can exercise and enjoy God's presence. But it is the person of the Holy Spirit who sticks with you, who walks with you. I had the privilege to take the Sunday school class this morning. It was telling Holy Spirit is like a friend, a counselor who walks with you, who throws his arms around you. When, when there is a problem in front of you, he will tell you, go to the side, avoid it. And he speaks to us. He wants to have close company with us. We're not alone. And this Holy Spirit is going to lead you victoriously. Number two. The second thing that sustains us in our Christian journey is found in verse 10. We read, in verse 10 we read, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. The word used for death is not a one-time happening, but it's a process. The process of dying sustains you and I in our Christian journey. How is the process of life brings life? How is that possible? Process of death is like you take a mango seed, throw it in the soil. Next day morning you wake up, what do you see? You see a huge mango tree and a lot of mangoes on it. Is that how it works? No. You throw the seed into the ground, it germinates. It slowly begins to die. It dies. It's a process, right? Slowly dies. It breaks its outer cover. But as it dies... Something happens to the mango seed. What happens? A life comes out of the mango seed. That's exactly what Apostle Paul here is saying. He's saying, yes, outwardly we are dying. The process of dying, we always carry around in our body the dying of Jesus. Yes, Jesus, when you look at his life, he was dying from the moment he came to the earth. Moment he started his ministry. Yes, physically also he went through a lot of hardship and pain. Even if you look at the culmination of his death on the cross of Calvary, it was not a one-time killing. It was a slow process. A person who is dying on the cross's cross dies a thousand deaths because it is the most excruciating, barbaric death. It is a process. And perhaps this is the most hardest part in our Christian journey, to die to ourselves, to our personal ambitions and agendas and, and the plans that we have. Apostle Paul here saying, as you die to yourself, as you die to your cravings, what is happening? There is this life of Jesus that comes out of each one of us. And that life is going to sustain you. Imagine after my preaching, you want to die. 
I mean, die to yourself. And you go home and uh, you want to die on the cross because of what Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ now. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. He also says, mortify your flesh. So you want to get on a cross and die. So you go home, get a cross, and you're going to crucify yourself. So you climb on the cross, you will nail both your legs, you will nail one of your hand, and what about the other hand? Then you realize that you cannot actually crucify yourself completely. We need an external force, external help to crucify completely. We, each one of us who are battling to live a holy life, knows that it is impossible for any one of us to die to the flesh, die to the world, die to the things around us completely. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need His strength. We need a supernatural force outside of us to help us die completely. And as you die, the life of Jesus comes out of it. And that life, people will see around us. Even when you go through brokenness and pain, we need to know there are people watching us. How we are responding to the pain. We have a son, his name is Jaden, and he's five years old. The first four years, he went through extreme case of eczema. He was bleeding from head to toe. My wife has not slept four hours continuous for almost four years. We went through a lot of hardship. I was in the ministry with young people, with ICPF in Dubai, and it was not easy. After running around and meeting with young people, I come back home and I see my son itching all night. And when, we, when he wakes up in the morning, the, the whole sheet would be would be with blood. It was like butcher's dress. Went through a lot of hardship. It was not easy. But God was shaping us, molding us, helping us to know how good he is. And today he is completely healed and well. In the last one year we were able to see God's mighty hand upon his life. So there is an end to our struggles. There is an end to our pain. But the process of dying is important. But during the process of dying, more than the change that happened to my son, change happened to both Nissi and I. I'm a lot different person than what I was four years back. So every pain, every struggle, every brokenness, every scars on our earthly jar of clay is with a purpose. And God is shaping us, molding us so that his life will shine through each one of our lives. The process of dying is not easy, but it is worth because Jesus will be revealed through us. That's why John says that he may increase and I may decrease. How many of us choose to decrease? God, Jared, I want, Jared wants to be invisible. We love Jesus so much. One of the meanings of agape, we know the agape means divine love. One of the meanings of agape is to be consumed. You love Jesus so much that you become invisible in him. And after some time, you don't know, um, you don't know if it is Jaren or Jesus. You know, you come into that, you get dissolved in him. That's exactly what Apostle Paul is saying. After some time, Jaren becomes nothing and Jesus becomes everything in our lives. When we have the desire, people will be touched and blessed. The people whom you talk, your colleagues, your schoolmates, college mates would be touched because they're going to see Jesus in and through our lives. But that will happen only when we allow the Holy Spirit to mortify our life, to be crucified with Jesus Christ. The third thing that sustains a minister is the promise of eternity. Verse 17 says, For our light 
and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Here, Apostle Paul is bringing two imageries. Here he says our afflictions, our struggles, our brokenness are light. Yeah, Paul, you can say that it is light. You have no idea what I'm going through. You have no idea what I'm going through at work. You have no idea what I'm going through at home. Yes, we might feel our struggles, our afflictions are heavy, burdensome. God, I don't know how I'm going to move. But Apostle Paul says it is light. When is it light? It is light in comparison to the eternity. The moment you fix your eyes on eternity, knowing that there is a promise God has made for each one of us to spend eternity with him, our struggles on earth are light. He's actually bringing a balance, a scale, and he's holding right in front of us and he says, dump all your pain, brokenness, struggle, hardship, everything on one side of the scale. What happens? The scale goes down on one side. And then he says, place the hope or the promise of eternity on the other side of the scale. What happens? The, the weight, the tons and tons of weight on one side becomes like a feather. It becomes nothing in comparison to the eternity. Hallelujah. Our sickness, our ridicule, our hardship is light when you think about eternity. And then the other word he uses is momentary. Our affliction is momentary. Does that mean that your pain, your struggle will last only for 15 minutes? No. He says it will last for a lifetime. <gasps> lifetime? You know, we, we think about 80 years, 90 years, and we think it's a long time. When is it long? It is long when you think only about life on earth. Sadly, today in this world, everybody talks about life on earth. Our roots are so deep-rooted in this world. Our eyes are fixed on this earth. And Apostle Paul is admonishing each one of us, lift your eyes. Look at the promise God has made for each one of us. This is just, we are just transit passengers. We're just passing by. We're not permanent residents here. Imagine I've been here for two days and imagine I had no house to stay. I would go and take a hotel. I'll go to the hotel and uh, just here for two days. And I get inside the hotel and there's no washing machine. <laughs> hotel without washing machine. And then I go there, I don't see any clock. I don't see any good painting. So I go to the Walmart, I buy a washing machine, I buy a TV, I buy a good wall painting, and I kind of decorate the place. I also need a small refrigerator, so I went and bought a small refrigerator. What would you call me? Crazy guy, right? Because that's not my home. I'm just passing by, I'm just going to be there for two days. That's not my permanent residence. This is exactly many of us do. We get in the hotel, we, we know that we are, past, Apostle Paul says, we are strangers and aliens. Yeah, we don't, this is not our permanent home. We don't want to polish and repolish and, and go deep-rooted. There is an eternity that is awaiting each one of us. It is light. It is momentary. It is going to pass away. Our struggles, our pain, our brokenness is going to pass away in comparison to the eternity. Hallelujah. Three things that sustain each one of us in our Christian journey. Number one, the power of God sustains Nothing in this world can sink you. If you believe in Jesus, if there is anybody sitting this morning without having a personal relationship with Jesus, 
believe in him he is good he can turn your life around and if you believe in him you will never be broken you will never fail ultimately because the power of the holy spirit is going to propel you to move ahead maybe you're struggling in your studies in your family but the spirit of the lord will strengthen you god's word will give you hope hope that cannot sink number 2 the process of dying will sustain us i think this is the hardest part pain is difficult dying involves a lot of pain when we say no to some of the things of this world oh it is hard we have withdrawal and we frustrate and we suffocate and but it is good the more you die more life of jesus is revealed in and through us how many of us want the life of jesus revealed in us that is my goal that is my aim god let me become nothing you become everything the life of jesus will touch people around you thirdly the promise of eternity this is just a short period of time it is light it is momentary former president of america andrew jackson many years ago he was traveling with his sister on a small boat trying to cross a river and her sister she was teenager and she was small and she was scared about water and boat and so andrew jackson got inside the boat he said it's all right in the middle of the <clears throat> river she started to shake and andrew jackson wanted to console her strengthen her so he, he kind of spoke to her saying that everything is okay don't worry but nothing worked she was still scared and panicking and he looked at the boatman who was helping them reach the other side he stopped his eyes looking at his sister he turned to the boatman and he started talking to him he asked how many years you been doing this job he said for the last 30 years oh 30 years in the last 30 years have you sunk anyone in this river he said not once not one person then he turned his eyes to his sister and said this is a good boatman he will help us reach the other shore safely you and i serve a good boatman he knows what he is doing with each one of your life he will not make a mistake in your life he is sovereign and he is god and lot of things we don't know we don't know about tomorrow we don't know what many things happening today but he knows you are safe and secure in his arms he will help you reach the other shore safely are you ready to trust him this morning you can be a blessing for others god even when i go through fire and storm and pain god i know you can use me even in my brokenness even in my pain even when we were going through hardship people were looking at observing as how is jerin reacting to it a lot of people are looking everybody goes through hardship believer or non believer but the difference depends on how we react to situations i pray that we will react with hope anchoring in jesus let every eye be closed this morning i know the spirit of the lord is speaking to some of you very personally maybe you're feeling dejected this morning god wants to instill his hope inside of you hallelujah Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful. Your word transforms us. Lord, we are weak and frail human beings trusting in your mercy. I pray for my brothers and sisters who are going through confusions, perplexed, but spirit of the Lord have your way upon their lives. Drench them, empower them this morning. Let their lives never be the same. instill hope that the world cannot take it away this treasure that you have invested in us nothing in this world can take it away lord it is precious it is powerful 
help us to die daily to ourselves god it is painful it is hard but we know that your life will sprout out of us Amen. and we know that your life can transform everything lord thank you for filling our hearts with an eternal hope eternal promise that you have made for us oh we know that you're going to help us reach the other shore safely you are a good boat bear thank you lord pray that you would strengthen your people with your word we thank you in jesus name i pray Amen. may the lord richly bless you appreciate your prayers for us and also care like christian assembly god bless you